0: Welcome to your Circle of Influence podcast with your hosts, Dr. Monica Ogando and Amy Walker.
1: Welcome to your Circle of Influence podcast. I'm your host, Amy Walker. And I am Dr. Monica Ogando. And we are so excited to have another interview episode today. Okay, Monica, we, I have to have a moment of guilty confession okay, that when I started my business, I didn't really clearly know exactly who I wanted to be. I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur, but I had a lot of things that I was interested in talking about. And so in my early years, I was talking about, you know, balancing business and family, and I was talking Mm -hmm. about sales and I was talking about marketing and I was talking about this and that. And I had a program that was a personal development program and a program that was a time management program and a program that was a business program. And I got to a point where I really woke up one day and I looked at all my stuff online and I was like, who the freak am I? (laughs) Like if people actually look at me who am I? And I looked like I was having an identity crisis.
0: Yes. People are like, what do you do, woman? I think we all start that way because there are so many things that we're passionate about. There are so many things that we're interested in and it's difficult sometimes or it takes a while to find your own voice and to figure out how to monetize and bring that all under one umbrella or one, one asset that is cohesive enough. So it's not so much about only speaking about one thing, but it's having, making sure that all the things that you're passionate about, can be cohesive under the one core message that you that you stand for and our guest today is exactly the person that you want to talk to when it comes to how do I bring all these desperate um, pieces not desperate although sometimes it feels that way but disparate like they're separate and distinct under one um, cohesive brand so that I can monetize my magic as she calls it so I am so happy to welcome my friend my colleague the inimitable Kelly Keisha to the show welcome Kelly Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I'm excited that you're here. I love what you are talking about in terms of the um, the monetize your magic method because a lot of times uh, we're not clear about what that magic is or it feels like it's just in all kinds of different silos and so to bring it together and then to monetize it feels like the promised land.
2: I get that and for many years I didn't I was so far removed from what it took to begin again that I couldn't really resonate with why people couldn't figure out what their gifts were. And then as you know, Monica, I went through a three-year period where I had to stop working because my daughter became so deathly ill and spent most of that time in the hospital and Mm -hmm. had to cancel my big conference uh, six weeks before it was to happen and just pretty much shut everything down. And so the road back to where I am today felt like a very long and desperate road with a lot of depression and confusion. And having spent almost 20 years prior in the world of business and branding and coaching and events, uh, I couldn't for the life of me figure out, just like Amy just said, who I wanted to be now. I knew what my, I was clear what I was good at, but because I had spent three years outside of it, I felt like 20 years had passed, Mm. you know, in this world of ever-changing technology, and trend changing. uh, It almost seemed like this was there was this huge influx of millennials that had come on the scene and all of a sudden those of us who had this longevity of wisdom and skill set and business acumen just kind of went out the window because they had all the flashy stuff that they had learned in kindergarten on their cell phones that I Mm -hmm. couldn't seem to catch up to so I became so frustrated and just like Amy said, I started doing things that I was passionate about on camera, on social, one of which was cooking in my kitchen because I became vegan, doing a lot of cooking videos, and then all of a sudden, I had everybody asking me to deliver food to their house, and I knew, as much as I loved sharing people, sharing my healthy concepts with people, I knew that I wasn't destined to be a chef, and I knew I wasn't destined to be delivering food to your house, so... (laughs) I had to really figure out, okay, what what am I going to do now? Because I knew I had some catching up to do. Three years, again, felt like 20. Yeah. And I had to really sort of close that gap a little bit. Um, but there was one particular thing that happened for me that sort of changed everything else in that, in that field. So I'll get to that probably in just a little bit. But I want you guys to know that, um, you know, in that three-year period, I was so afraid, in addition to just not knowing what to do, I didn't even know how to speak anymore. Hmm. For someone who's always used my voice as a, as a, from a position of power and authority, I was so afraid to even talk again. I didn't know how to take a platform again. I didn't know what to share. So I did what I, what I loved, which was sharing with people how to be healthy, mm-hmm. and I stuck with that. But then I knew there was a period of time where I was starting to become known for that, and I was like, oh, it's time to really regroup. So there was one particular catalyst, but I'll get to that in just a
1: little bit. Yeah, so, you know, you have such an interesting career because it's been through different levels of iteration. And I love this conversation because I am, one of the things I've been learning about myself, because I just turned 40, so I've entered this new decade learning about myself. And one of the things I've learned about myself is I hold a lot of pressure to it, having to look one way. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when I, when I feel I need to adjust and I need to move, um, I don't want to let myself. So I love hearing women who their career has had flow and it's had seasons and it's had change. And I know that every journey with as many turns as it makes, it hits a point where like Kelly, it's hard. And you have to really dig deep and look at yourself and say, where do I go from here? So would you mind sharing it with us? What maybe one of those moments was for you, a valley, when you had to kind of redefine and dig deep to get through?
2: Um, there was a couple of them. I, so going back, I was adopted from Iran. So I came to the United States when I was a baby, grew up in New Jersey. So I have a little bit of that Jersey girl in me. Um, and I had to really fight for, for my position at the table. I just never was really invited into any of the circles. I wasn't invited into the lunch room. I wasn't invited to the birthday parties, didn't get Valentine's. So for me, being this little dark child adoptee in a very white family, I felt like I just never fit in, even in my own family. So I, I didn't know how to really step into my own power for a very long time after that. So what I did was I started working really hard from the age of 12, and I wanted to be able to buy my own clothes and determine my own outcome because we didn't have a lot of money. And so by the time I was 24 years old, from 14 to 24, I had spent 10, 10 years in the corporate world, just enough to know that I didn't want to do that for the rest of my life. And I ended up getting into a relationship with someone who spent their entire life in sales and network marketing. So at 24, I left my corporate career in collections and accounts receivable and joined a network marketing company. And that business taught me about speaking. It taught me about building community. It taught me about building a brand and having a you know, personal development, things I had never marketing, had never done in my life. And I was fascinated by it. And I kept saying, I want to be that girl that's on the stage talking, and, but I didn't know how to speak. So Mm -hmm. one of the hardest things for me was going from having such a busy schedule at work and managing employees to having the whole day to myself. I'll never forget when I left my job, waking up that first morning and realizing I had the whole day to myself. You know how they say busy people get stuff done. I just didn't initially know how to schedule things. And it Mm -hmm. wouldn't be until years later that I finally got my groove in terms of what I was here to do in the world. But I would go on to spend a decade in that industry and learn so much and grew so much until I finally realized that I am good at helping people stand out because I never stood out myself. So I positioned my career around branding because my innate gift was helping people to figure out who they are and helping them Mm -hmm. to really capitalize on who they are. And, And that's what I really love to do. So that was sort of the beginning point. There's been so many valleys. If I sat here and told you them all, we would be here for three days.
0: Right, right. I yeah. love the way that you positioned your pain points into your purpose, because a lot of times, sometimes we just sit in the pain points and it just becomes like the, the valleys where like the golf ball gets stuck as it were. <laughs> and instead, mm-hmm. it, you, you allowed them to use or you use them to be a leverage point, a launching pad. So I love that about your story. Thank you. Where, where do you move now? What's next for you?
2: So for me, I, after that three years, January, was really, uh, January of this year was really the turning point for me. In December, I decided to enroll in Russell Bronson's, and I am very public about this, One Funnel Away Challenge. It was important for me because I felt like if I was going to pick one person to follow, I felt like he was the person. So I enrolled in that challenge. Within a few days after starting the challenge, I had a stroke. I ended up in the hospital. Nobody could believe it. I was as healthy as they come. And I'm in the hospital with the symptoms of a stroke. And so I felt like, you know, you know, the subconscious mind, (laughs) that thing that tries to stop us when we start again. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, here we go again. I'm so used to my body shutting down when I decide to take a step forward. And that's kind of what was happening again. And I felt like I was already going to start falling behind. So it was only in the hospital one day. Luckily, I was able to go home get myself back together i don't have any permanent damage and i finished the challenge and so in january i'm like she monetizes downloaded in may i'm starting a facebook group starting a movement i'm building my speech to kick off this group i'm going to do 10 weeks of the monetized method business school just finish that on tuesday and then we're in a quarantine right now and so one could feel like you know people don't have money right now i'm not going to sell anything But at the end of that program, I sold a new program called Monetize Method Mastery. And we had a huge amount of people convert into that program. So whoever's listening today, I just wanna assure you, no matter what's going on in the world right now, there are always gonna be people who need your help, who are ready to take the next step. I always say, when the teacher is ready, the student appears. So I had to get this vessel ready. I had to get this mindset ready. And when I did, and I created my concept, it all wraps around a unique monetizable concept for all of us. Once that was created, the rest sort of just flowed and everybody appeared. And, you know, it's not like I'm saying it's magic, but I do believe that when you align with your intentions and you're clear on what you're here to do in the world, that the rest just starts to appear. It just does.
1: Mm -hmm. I love that. And, um, I love that you had, you know, it's so interesting because I, my year has been similar to yours. Although I did not have a stroke, I broke my wrist ice skating. So same thing. I was like the end, you know, December, I'm like, all right, this is my year. Let's get ready. Let's get going. I have all these things and then crash. Never race teenagers ice skating and trash talk them because it will come back to bite you. Oh, I don't even know how to
2: ice skate. Thank goodness.
1: Uh, yeah, I don't either, apparently, but I was really, really fast right until I wasn't. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, And so I love that, you know, and then, and then it was like, I, I'm like, okay, I'm back, you know, I am recovered enough, let's get going. And then it's like quarantine, but I'm having a great year in my business. And I, I really love that you're seeing that opportunity because there is, there's so many people out there right now that are looking for exactly what you do and what you offer. Now, Kelly, before we started recording, before we push play, some of our best conversations happen offline, and I want to bring this one in. You were talking about your um, strategy, basically, for how you help people to get really clear and have one core message, um, one program. Can you just kind of outline that? Like when you're looking at someone's path to six figures or seven figures, you like it to be really focused. What are the pieces that they need?
2: Okay, so it all begins with a unique monetizable concept. So when I look at someone's offerings, what I do is my skill set really involves taking all the puzzle pieces of what someone does, someone who's already a speaker, maybe doing events, who has reached six figures. I like to take all the puzzle pieces and align them properly for them. But it has to wrap around one concept. And I feel like a lot of times entrepreneurs, coaches, speakers go off the beaten path when they have four different speeches, five different programs. They have lots of different offerings that don't have a similar brand consistency, for instance. So I have all these things that I do for free. I have the She Monetizes podcast. I have the Monetize Method Business School and the word monetizes in everything that I do. I have a lot of free things that I do, but those free things then were supposed to lead to the She Monetizes Summit, which was supposed to happen May 2nd, which now got moved but that was going to be the summit. And then from there, I also had the business school that was free. Um, But from the summit, I was then going to launch a new program. But because I'm not face to face with everyone, I had to regroup and restructure because now everything's being done online. So Mm -hmm. I did the school, and at the end I launched the program, but everything in my funnel has the same name, has the same concept in it. I also released a book called She Monetizes and it's 10 free things that you can utilize in your business and monetize them on the spot. So the book came out at the same time that quarantine started. It's a downloadable book and it's just one more thing that helps to showcase what it is that I do for my clients. So again, I oftentimes run into people who have books, they're charging $20. Now imagine you're on stage, you just delivered your speech, you talk about your $20 book, but you have a $997 program. What do you think people are going to choose? They're going to choose the book and they're going to use it as an excuse for why they can't step into their power, buy the program, learn how to do what you're teaching to do because it's the easy way to start. So oftentimes Mm -hmm. books will negate the sale of something that really could help them to move forward. And most people don't finish books anyway. So I think it's important to really decide if you have a book, if you have a talk, the talk has to be geared towards leading them to the next step in the path and I think that's the piece that most people miss in getting them to seven figures they don't know how to delegate to have a team working on their behalf they haven't really automated a lot of their stuff they have a business that's solely dependent upon them and that was a real awakening for me when my daughter got sick because so much depended upon me Mm -hmm. now you know automation and leverage are a key thing can you take your signature program and turn it into a certification program to where now you can certify other people Mm -hmm. to be teaching your methodology all over the world and I love doing tours where I can get into people's living rooms that's when I last saw Monica get into other people's living rooms who who bring the people just like we used to do in network marketing Mm -hmm. who bring the people and we get in circle and we talk and then there's something offered at the end so you have to be really clear you have to obviously begin with the end in mind if you have a $50,000 program where do you want to be in the world how do you want to execute that? Do you want to do four retreats in Bali? And so if that's the case, we have to structure that first and then say, okay, what are all the things that are going to lead to that? And how are we going to ensure that we're showing up enough that our gifts are being seen? How are we going to plant our flag in the ground so the world knows that this is what I specialize in? Because we have a lot of people doing a lot of things and watering down one Key thing that they could be focused on, and not enough specialization. So, I'm a really big proponent of specializing and not succumbing to the fear that everybody needs what I have or everybody needs to monetize. No, they don't. I specialize in women who are at six figures, who are coaches, speakers, authors, who need proper alignment and need to figure out how to leverage what they have to make it bigger. Because it's really not that hard. I see it as a very simple path, but oftentimes when I meet with people, they're kind of flustered. But yeah. if we go back all the way to brand omnipresence, that's kind of where it begins because you've got to make sure that you're showing up in the world to where people are listening to what you have to say in order to be able to offer something to that clientele.
0: Brilliant, 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 brilliant. This is why Thank I you. dig you. It's reason number 327 where I love you, Kelly Keisha. I love you. <laughs> so we're going to take a little bit of a break. When we come back, we are going to come back with our listener challenge. So stay tuned. We will be right back.
1: You have worked hard and you've earned your place at the table of influence.
0: Wouldn't it be great to have a board of advisors that celebrate your wins, support your growth, and challenge your blind spots? That's why we host our influencer
1: circles for six
0: and seven figure business women. You are a high achieving entrepreneur woman who wants a deep dive in business strategy collaboration and strategic relationships go to your circle forward slash influencers and reserve a spot in one of our upcoming circles
1: business strategy makes me super happy. So welcome back to your circle of influence because we are deep diving into business strategy and we have a listener challenge for you. So Miss Kelly Keisha just told us how to create synergy in everything that we do in our messaging, our positioning, our branding. So here's my listener challenge. I want you to decide where you ultimately want your clients to end up then I want you to look at everything that you are doing that is leading them in a different direction and stop. <laughs> like, Let's just make it simpler. Let's make it easier. Let's make it less confusing. Let's create one clear path for our clients to get where we want them to go. So I love it. And now we're going to move into our lightning round. Are you yes. ready, Monica? Are you ready, ready, Kelly?
0: Yes. i to do this. Okay. First question, Kelly, what's the best business advice that you've ever gotten?
2: That I've ever gotten, establish, a, ident- establish an identity and remain consistent.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm, that's good. All right. Question number two, what inner dragons have you had to slay on your path to success?
2: There are far too many to mention, but the big one, as I said, was the three years out with my daughter being sick and realizing that I did not have nearly enough automation and leverage taking place so that all this could still work without me.
0: hmm mm-hmm. That's a good one. That's a good one. Okay. Question number three, who is your business girl crush? Who's a woman who's slaying it in business that you like?
2: I love Sarah Blakely. I love that she started with a scrappy $5,000 and a few fabric swatches and turned into a huge empire. I just really admire it. I admire what she's doing now with her life, with her husband. And I just think she's the bomb. And of course I wear Spanx. So I love that too. (laughs)
1: I feel like that was God's gift to women and it was an inspired idea and maybe she should be eligible for sainthood at some point because yes. every woman needs a little
0: Spanx. We all look better. am already canonized in my mind.
1: <laughs> all right. So next question is, what is the number one door that you want to open for you in your business right now, Kelly.
2: Um, I gain so much pleasure from knowing that you all know that everything is monetizable. I I just want to say that over and over again. And when you get that, when the light bulb bulb turns on, the teacher's ready, Uh, you'll see me, you'll find me. I just want everybody to really understand. And that will open up lots of doors for all of us. When you really understand that everything is monetizable, you could have the craziest idea right now, we can figure out a way to monetize it. When you own that and you embody it, Mm-hmm. doors will open for all of us
0: this is true we live in a world where the pet rock was a multi-million dollar enterprise yes we already <laughs> are. this is good <laughs> all right so next question when you achieve all of your business goals everything that you have up in your horizon what's your next what's the next level of contribution for you
2: i you know i was born in iran and i got a chance to meet my family my family found me on facebook three years ago during that whole shit storm that uh, i went through so you know uh, that monica yeah and, I really want to travel to different countries and, and sit in circle with women who don't have the opportunities available to them that we do. And there's a certain percentage of my business that <clears throat> I like to offer through philanthropic means, and, uh, and I just want to keep doing more of that. So money is a tool that enables us to do more and better things for the, the humanity as a whole. So that's my ultimate goal. I love what I do so much that the money is a side benefit. Mm-hmm. It's always there in the, in the back of my mind, but it's not like I say, I want to make a million dollars here. I've already done that. What I want to do is impact people all around the world, in particular women in countries that don't believe that they have a voice or have an ability to do anything other than what they're told or what they're supposed to do within their marriage. So mm-hmm. I want to impact in a much bigger way and uh, and not have money
1: be an issue whatsoever. Amen. Sister. I love it. That's the purpose-driven wealth. That's one of our seven principles of feminine leadership here. So we love it. Okay, so Kelly, how can our listeners get in touch with you?
2: Well, on Facebook, and I'm glad you pronounced my name the right way. No no one ever seems to know how to pronounce it, how to spell it. Um, They can go to shemonetizes.com forward slash book and get the free book, which I think would be a huge help to anyone who has an entrepreneurial type business, even if it's a brick and mortar you'll learn some tools in there that'll help you to really do things that you probably never even dreamed possible. So that's probably the best way is on Facebook or on shemonetizes.com forward slash book. And I'd love to hear what your ideas are for what you want to monetize. Feel free to reach out to me on my page or wherever you decide to find me on Instagram, Instagram LinkedIn, all the different channels under my name. Awesome.
0: That's-
2: and the She Monetizes Facebook group too
0: that 's right awesome. yeah, I, I still am so uh, impressed and amazed and, and but also not surprised because this is just the Kelly Keisha way she opened up that Facebook group, Amy, and like within i don 't know I want to say forty five days maybe she filled it up to thousands of people and this this is the power of having one core message, one core focus so she's she 's talking she 's walking the talk i 'm going to do some takeaways because uh, we always wrap up our podcast with lessons that we ourselves, Dr. Monica, Amy Walker, are taking away from from our guests because I'll let you in on a little secret. We started this podcast so that we can really pick brains with people and really share best practices and thought leadership of people that we know are badasses in the business world. So this is good. My takeaway is, again, like you said, one core message, one core um, pathway. I kind of liken it to you know, imagine that your message is this church, right? There are some people that are in the steps of the church that you're kind of passing by on the sidewalk. Then the people who are in the foyer, people who are at the pews, and there are people at the choir. They answered the altar call. And so it's like one way to go. And you can hang out in the sides, but it's always one final destination. I love that. I love that, Kelly. What's yours, Amy?
1: Um, well, that has been huge for me as well, but I can't just like take yours. So I'm going to come up with another one. Um, What I loved was the conversation around coming back and that, you know, I, I took off a good year, 18 months. I mean, I was still working, but I had really one or two big clients and, um, wasn't really promoting my brand a whole lot and coming back was a little bit scary. Like, is my audience still going to be there? do they still care? Is my message still relevant? Am I still smart? Do I still, you know, there's a lot of questions, but the reality is my situation wasn't the same as yours, but my family needed my time and attention in a different way during that season. And, um, I love the confidence that you came back with that, even though I'm sure the questions were there for you, just like they were for me, it was like, but I still know. And, but I still have confidence and I still can help you. And you just jumped back in. And so to me, that's really inspiring because I feel like as women, we do have those seasons. We do have babies. Um, we do take care of aging parents. We do like we are the caregivers. And when so, when somebody needs something, we pause. And a pause does not mean you have to come back at a lesser level. And so that for me was really just inspiring to hear uh, another story of somebody who took that divine pause because it was what needed to happen and jumped right back in with all the confidence, all the knowledge, and just made your space. I, I love it love so that. much.
0: We just went to church. I call her Reverend New Yorker. She's <laughs> Pastor Amy to me. She's Pastor Amy.
1: Oh, that makes me laugh every time you say it. All right, well, Kelly, we so appreciate you being on with us today. Thank you for sharing your wisdom and your insights with us. And for all of our listeners, thank you for supporting us in your Circle of Influence podcast. Our goal is to create a community where women can thrive, and where female ambition is celebrated, and where best practices are shared. And we can take our brains, open them up, and give you the best that we have to offer. So we would love for you to leave us a comment, tell us what your takeaways were, ask some questions. We are happy to answer them um, in the comment section, but also in future episodes. And please share this with your tribe, your circle of influence. Thank you so much for being
0: here with us today. Thanks, everybody. Have a great one. (laughs)
1: Thank <laughs> you.